It's a trademark with the two of us. So I have my beautiful friend, Christine Spencer, who is not only a ghostwriter, but she's a freaking genius. I said the word freaking people because that's the truth. And um, it's a pleasure to have you on a monthly basis. I'm stalking her like there is no tomorrow, guys. I love your... I'm watching them every day. I see your face. I see your glasses. I'm like, I love that girl. Seriously. You're awesome, my friend. So hi, Christine. How are you doing? Hi. Well, thank you for that um, wonderful and overwhelming introduction. I love it. I know. And I don't drink coffee. Maybe you should start to drink coffee. I know I actually did a live sprint on LinkedIn this morning at 4 a.m. And when I mm-hmm. get up that early, I don't drink coffee. And people are like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, <laughs> I just need water that early. My inspiration yeah. keeps me awake. Exactly. That's what it's all about. But we're going to jump into the subject. So first of all, it was a blast to, ha- to be on your show last week. It was yes. just awesome. So guys... You have to watch because she's, as I say, she's a freaking, who's a big F, capital F, <laughs> genius. No, 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 no. It's not a bad word. It's awesome. She's awesome because as, and if you have not seen it, uh, check back on LinkedIn in her, under her feeds because uh, she talked to you. She interviewed you. She do her magic. And at the end, she finds you the beautiful sentence, the core message you can use for your business. She's awesome. She's oh. fantastic. So I had such a blast while laughing eagerly. It was person. so fun. I told my husband, I was like, I think we laughed for like 30% of the entire interview, at least. I think so too. But you know what? We probably brought laughter to people as well. So I'm sure. That's right. Nobody well, wrote any complaint. We're good, but. But when you're having fun, it's fun for your listener, right? Exactly. That's what we do here all of the time, even if we go through deep uh, topics. However, during our talk, you said a couple of things that brought me to a stop. And I'm like, I cannot turn the table on you yet, but I'm doing it today. That's so two right. things you said. You have a top 10 list. You're allowing yourself to fail. Yes, 10 I want things to I'm know. willing to fail at. They're willing to fail, or you could allow you to. You're willing or allowing you. For right, me, it's right. allowing you, but willing to fail. So these stop me on my track because I'm like, what? Oh, I don't have a bucket like that because if we be one in 10, I would do 100 right there. And if, hey, I can't do like that. Good. But you need to explain to me. <laughs> that would be me, okay? I came up with the list and it's right there on the list. Can't you see it? <laughs> But I have to ask you, how did you come up with that list? And can we know what you added into your list? I'm, I'm very curious about it. How did you come up with that? Uh, so I'm a recover. I'm going to steal my friend um, Rosie's language from yesterday. And I interviewed two amazing women yesterday. Um, I r- interviewed Selena Stone and Rosie Zelenkis. Hopefully I said that properly. 
Um, but they were talking about perfectionism. And I don't know if you know this about me, Emma, but I'm a recovering perfectionist. Sorry, <laughs> can I help myself? It, you are a perfectionist, but, but you know what? To be, you know, to be honest, in the field of work you are, you better to be. You have to, yeah, you have to be very particular, right? Yes. Like you can't be like, I don't care if there's typos in there because that's yes. the whole business is precision, concision, yes. and clarity. So I do have, like those tendencies serve me well up until a certain point. And then they stop me from going after the things that I really want. So I, I thought, you know, I, I have a confidence brand. I'm the confident nobody. If you go to mm -hmm. confidentnobody.com, my face is there. <laughs> and my first book, which was a big success, and I didn't even know it. I think I sold over 30,000 copies. Um, it was called You Aren't Worthless. And it's about confidence, but with a Christian worldview, because that is who I am. And I, mm -hmm. I work through different things through, you know, with that lens, right? Not the lens of organized religion, I would say, mm -hmm. but the lens of who Jesus is and what he did and which is why I'm a pacifist, but there's a whole nother, that's a whole nother conversation. Oh, don't um, worry. I'm keeping notes. <laughs> Just but, you know. <laughs> That would come so back later on. I was thinking, I'm like, what can I talk about that is something that I don't need expert help to understand? Because the truth is, I am a white cisgender woman. And that means that my experience is limited to that realm. And I was, had been talking about imposter syndrome a lot. And I heard one of my beautiful black friends challenge me that if you don't understand how racism plays into imposter syndrome, can you really talk about it? And it wasn't, she wasn't trying to silence me or anything like that, but I had this thought that I want to create an opportunity for, you know, black women and brown women and all different sorts of women, right? I'm a plus size woman to have space to talk about it. So I thought, mm -hmm. okay, I'll invite them on to talk about it, but what can I talk about? What's something that is not shaped through my white privilege, which I believe is a very real thing. And I was like, oh, I know failure. <laughs> <laughs> Especially as a woman in business, right? Because- yeah. People assume we're going to fail before we say a word. Yeah. They think because you have ovaries, you're not as good at this as I am, which is so barbaric and backward, Eagle. but it's still real. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, if I'm going to talk about this, I should probably be super specific and I should probably mm -hmm. take a look in the mirror and mm -hmm. confront the things that I am afraid of. Because otherwise, if I don't give myself permission to fail in these things, I will never attempt them. And yeah. one of the things was my podcast, my business podcast. You know, I told you I did a whole nother podcast. Mm -hmm. I was, <laughs> I did over a hundred episodes solo. Mm -hmm. I actually yeah. did the first 90 in 90 days. It was a challenge. Can I do a podcast episode every day for 90 days? 
because I, I'm just like that. I, I do, I just do it all fast. So Sister, I can learn. you're extreme. <laughs> I am. It's true. Yes, you are. And people are like, I don't really think of you as polarizing. I'm like, that's hilarious because I think of myself as polarizing. <laughs> you see, that's a tornado. It's only Kristen. That's all. Right. Like I told you, I was like, I wrote five books in five weeks to see if I could do it. Like, I just don't have a normal way of testing myself. But that's awesome. It's good. Me, I would never. Well, I did a blog every day. So I've done it. Podcast. I said it was one, then I moved up to three. Then it depends who I'm talking to. But generally, I try to keep to three a week. Um, yeah. There is some days it's more. But I don't know. It's it's Christine right there. I love it. <laughs> so I can't do like anything halfway. So I made this list yep. of 10 things. Yep. And some of the things on the list are like medium uncomfortable. <laughs> some of the things on the list are like all the way like. I would never go bungee jumping because I have uh, I have a injured back and an injured knee, so I would never do it. But it's like that level of anxiety for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, yeah. Knowing you, yes, you go through the extreme. <laughs> you don't do things halfway. It's not half baked people. It's fully baked. I'm telling you, it's it's the extreme. And you shake, you look at yourself like, oh boy, oh boy, I, I'm sitting down here. I'm gonna have a cocktail and go for it. I'm watching you. So, okay. So through those 10, have you, like you said, the podcast was one thing. So have you done the other, started the others, or are you just circling around, look at the list and say, oh, I see you there. I've done not sure yet. Well, you should know that, of course, I'm not going to do that. I started doing all 10 of them at the same time. Of course, right? That's the reasonable thing to do is to look at this insane list that scares me and to decide, all right, I'm going to start. And, but I think that was part of it for me. Like, I just have to start. I need to start taking baby steps. Yep. And, and you know, my husband was like, I I don't believe you're going to let yourself fail. And I was like, no, but that's the whole point is that I'm willing to fail finally. And he's like, okay, but when is the deadline for these giant failures? And I'm like, uh, it's September 8th because that's just the day I decided to start. I was like, give myself a year to try okay. these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, of course, of course I'm doing, I'm making progress in all 10 areas at the same time. I actually have failed the first one, the number one thing, which was to launch my book, The Parade of My Mistakes because I mm-hmm. got feedback and I realized it's too sad. So I decided to double down and I'm going to do the most terrifying thing I have ever done, which is to write comedy. Oh, you can be good at it. It's you so can't... difficult though, because mm-hmm. when you're writing, you strip away all of the things that help you when you're on stage, right? You mm-hmm. don't get the voice. You don't get the looks yep. like, Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of this, but Lucille Ball used to sit in front of a mirror and practice her facial expressions. Mm-hmm. I read that she did that when I think I was like 25 years old and I started doing it. So I can make a ton of different facial expressions and I can get to laugh without even saying anything. And I was just so scared to try to do it in writing. And I was like, that's the only way this book is going to work because I'm sure you know that trauma plus time equals comedy. 
Yes, it has. It's it's hilarious at some point. Some stuff is still a little stingy, but there is some stuff is like, yeah, you need to add a little bit sense of humor into it. Yes. So uh, because I wanted to be encouraging and all my friends who were reading it, they just kept saying things like, I feel so bad for you. I Someone said, I feel so bad for every character in this book. And I was like, oh, that's not what I want. Like, if it was just a cathartic laugh for me, that's fine. But that's not who I am as a writer. I never write things like that just to like digest them. I've already digested them or I wouldn't be writing about it. First of all, that's how I <laughs> yeah. work. Some people yeah. write to digest. I don't. I have to think for a long time and then I write after it's digested. So I'm going to be turning that into a comedy. I have no plans of when I'm going to start doing that because okay. right after that happened, I decided I was going to live write a book on LinkedIn. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I just kind of replaced that on the list, but maybe it'll be 11 things by the time September comes around. <laughs> Maybe let's put it this way, you will be inspired and you will have what you need that little spark to do it. I think it's more on a bike burner because you're not quite ready yet to pick it up, but I will not be surprised within the next less than six months, you're going to pick it up and write it up and turn it off. And off. something else happened. I lost the most updated manuscript when I got a new computer. Uh -oh. So that hasn't happened to me in years. And I lost probably 5,000 words and I just had to take a break. I was like, I need a break. Maybe the I universe is telling you, you cannot have it right now. Maybe later on, but right now we, we, we're making it disappear for a reason. Yeah. Probably. So, okay. and I'm, yeah. that's the thing is like, before I would have beat myself up about it. And now I'm just like, I'm open to waiting, right? When mm -hmm. the time is right, yes. it will happen. And I had had this imaginary date in my head that I wanted mm -hmm. to publish it before the 20th. Uh, reunion for my high school because it's about my high school a lot and that just happened so now I don't have that burden like there's no way I was going to finish it and yeah. I have that freedom to come back to it when I'm ready exactly exactly I love that plus uh you maybe needed to get this out of your system to be able to create something better that happens to me with one podcast and I purposely deleted after I listened to it I'm like Oh, this is not good here. So I hit the delete button. I say, okay, let's redo it. And I was better a second time around, which I never do, but that happened once. Yeah. And sometimes it does happen. And I've definitely had that happen with fiction books, but not normally nonfiction. So it was mm -hmm. kind of, you know, a shock. And people keep asking me, when's the book coming out? I'm like, oh, now I don't know. <laughs> because it's... everyone is really excited for it. But I knew... Mm -hmm that the minute they started reading it, that excitement would turn into sadness because that's what kept happening. So I was like, <laughs> let's, um, let's make some adjustments. We want to light up the mood, not to sunk the mood. Sounds right, good. it has to Sounds be hopeful, good. right? Mm -hmm. it, you can survive anything. That's yep. the point. Oh, absolutely. It's like when we talk about trials and, tri trials and tribulation, it's like when I talk about some of the horrifying that happened to me, I'm like, I don't want TV. It's just, you know, I'm laughing right now. I'm like, yeah, that happened to me. Not that funny at that time, but I don't want TV. It's just the challenges. It's how, you know, things happen and that's all. Yeah. Don't want to beg. You can cry if you want to cry, but there's no need for pity here or empathy. It's just life. Everybody goes through challenges. Right. The good, it's what the bad, you do. And, mm -hmm. and also like giving myself permission because I was just like, um, a jerk face is the polite way of saying it as a teenager, because I had no healthy adult shaping anything in my life. Mm -hmm. 
And so this book was kind of like an exercise in giving myself permission to forgive past Kristen, Mm -hmm. who didn't know what she was doing. And like my friends, they're like, I can't stand this anymore. When they're reading, they're like, she's making another mistake. And I'm like, it's in the title of the book, first of all, the parade of my mistakes. It's there. (laughs) You're listing the mistake. You're not going to listen the wins. You're listing the mistake what happened, which is a good thing because what you're going to do later on with that book, uh, when you're going to redo it, um, then it will guide people because mistakes are life lessons as well. That's why I love when I talk on my podcast, I want to know mistakes we're making as business owners as well. Right. It's not all roses and bonbon people. Come on. It's not like a, a TV show where hey, everything is hunky-dory. We got a little bit of drama here just to make it happening because otherwise we get bored. But everything <laughs> is hunky-dory. It's a Hallmark TV here. No, reality is we have to face our challenges. So for me, I rather highlight the challenges and show the outcome and how we overcome it, which to me is more inspiring than just say, oh, they live ever 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 after well good for them but that's boring so where are the challenges here you know what i mean it's like right somebody who said to me i don't have any challenges it's like well you have a set of comatosis or what happened to you (laughs) yeah i never believe them when they say that in my Mm. head i'm categorizing them as a liar which is you know sounds negative but if they're lying i don't want to work with them right yeah because yeah because it's like in, in the life we're living, we always face with challenges, with deceits, with hurt, with pain, with sadness. And you cannot just show up and just say, well, my life is so beautiful. It's like, oh, it's a, it's a beautiful movie. Okay, well, that's good. Hollywood passed by here, but that's not the reality of most well, of us people here. And even mm-hmm. in movies, there has to be conflict and drama or else there's no character arc or plot point. I, I won't get into literary things, but there are character arc less characters like Mm -hmm. leslie nope is one paddington the bear is one but everyone around them changes so there's still that dynamic element but yeah sorry you know no no that's okay so can you give me the definition for you of failure because you know that that makes me the words make me cringe when you say okay i'm like oh boy oh boy you need to give us an explanation because for people who likes to keep their the their spirit you know, lighter and good energy. It's like failure. Okay. Give me the definition of what you're seeing for you is a failure. So yeah, because I'm a recovering perfectionist, like I said, failure to me means that the expectations I have were not met exactly. So anything that changes, my brain is like panic, stop doing what you're doing. Like (laughs) you have to get this one exact outcome And the creative part of my brain is like, shut up. Like, it's okay if things turn out different and you're probably going to learn so much more from that. And I know that a lot of people define failure as you don't make it to the place where you want. But for me, it's not that it's even more extreme to where it has to be, you know, like I have a mental plan. There's like little ducks in a row. And that leads me to one of the things on my list is I have, I'm writing an entire musical album, which I told you about on my mm-hmm. show. Oh yeah. And there's, yeah. there's a song called ducks in a row and it's about my perfectionism and how that derails me and how mm-hmm. it, it makes it so I can't rest, right? Like ducks don't stress out. 
they're so adorable and amazing. Mm-hmm. And when they go to sleep, they're just asleep. Like they can relax. I am the worst at relaxing. <laughs> it drives my husband mad. Like he, <laughs> he's so supportive and amazing, but he'll be like, why are you on your phone right now? Just go and I'll go put it in the other room because that's how my mm-hmm. clients reach me. Right. Yeah. And I, and yeah. I want to be available for them, but I have to have that boundary mm-hmm. and it's, it's, um, an continuous thing in my life that I'm trying to have better balance. And that means I have to be willing for my plans to derail. Yeah, now we understand better because you are basically what you're doing in one way. For me, I'm translating this uh, is that yes, please. if you're, let's say you have a goal, instead than letting the magic of the universe move you along that goal, and maybe the goal's going to change because that happens and that's normal. Right. You try to micromanage every single step. You want to know what time, when, where, how, and you follow a plan that, yep. like you said, if you move <laughs> step on the right side, it's the end of the world. Armageddon is coming. It's not good. So there is a controlling side of you that needs to like, let it go. Let it go. Release your claws. You're going <laughs> to release the table. Everything's going to be fine. So I understand better the word failure because for me, the word failure is not allowing ourselves to have a setback. And it's like in life, we always have setback. Okay. Sorry, Lulu wants to jump here. No, he's not. It's like he's trying to grab me. I'm like, okay, sorry. So <laughs> this is what happened when you have a little one, little the puppy here at home. When the older one are not in care. Yes. But they're going tomorrow. Three of them, by the way. They're going oh, to be nice. Fun. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sending him over there too to go and uh, harass uh, Mac. <laughs> the older one so but at the level of failure um yeah when people talk about failure for me it's like a blockage like if somebody said i fail they're like okay i'm i'm failing down i am i'm failing on what i'm doing so i'm gonna give up right and most people this is what that stopped me in our conversation i sound like oh boy i don't like that right like right like and i'm like yes Failure, yes. For me, a failure is a step back. And for a lot of people, it's humiliation. It's not working. I give up. It's like, don't give up. Just stand up and look where you are and make the appropriate changes. New world, it's totally entirely. Yes. Well, for me, I celebrate failure the way mm-hmm. I think about it. And I always clarify what I mean by failure because people yeah. are like, why would yeah. you use that word? Yes. And but for me, it's a useful term and that's why I'm comfortable saying it. That's why I celebrate it because being willing to fail has done nothing but amazing things in my life. Yes. And, but the, the difficulty for me, and I see it in my kids, I see myself in my kids this way <laughs> is that they sometimes won't even try anything because they're afraid they won't immediately get it I'm like that is so unreasonable where did you get that quality from I wonder that's from your dad I know <laughs> it's from your dad not me so I see how destructive it is in their lives and you know over the last you know five ten years whatever I'm just like I am not going to behave that way anymore 
because I want to show them that I am comfortable trying and not succeeding, if that's better language for you. Yeah. But also for myself, because how am I going to grow if I have such unrealistic expectations for what my brain or my body can do without any practice? Yeah, because you're kind of limiting yourself, basically. That's what the, the most horrifying part of it is like you get such a great creative mind. It's like you're blocking yourself feel like out of fear of like you said out of fear of not being able to do it there is a fear to stop you where if you can kick that fear out of it my god this the sky is the limit this is like the fight within yourself it's like my god you must argue with yourself every single day <laughs> and that's why i was like i just need a list for this year because yeah. i'm going to attempt a lot of scary things yeah i just I, I, I keep calling it my year of failure, which people get so upset about, but <laughs> it's the first time in my life I've given myself permission to be bad at so many things at the same time. And it's mm -hmm. creating the most accelerated personal growth I've seen in my life. Exactly. You know, where we always said failure is where you grow the most and it's where you, through the cha challenge and tribulation, through failure, through setback. This is where that diamond shines. This is where you're peeling the layer of all of uh, your spirit and just get where you need to be. So for me, hearing, and that's what I wanted to talk about it, it to <laughs> me, it's inspiring. I like the word failure now. I'm, I'm comfortable with the word failure because as I said, we have a perception of the word failure as a bad, as it's a bad thing. I'm like, no, it's not. Failure are not, for me, are not uh, the end. It's just the beginning. Right. And you it's, can't start unless you're willing to accept that you might not get things exactly the way you want when you want them. Absolutely. And that's okay. Because things change for a reason. Maybe the things you want, and, uh, and I use uh, a lot when I talk, is the groceries list, aka the vision board. Mm. When you put something for the year on your vision board or on your groceries list, you can start at the beginning, but that doesn't mean you're going to reach that goal. Maybe you're going to be close to it, but going to realize there's going to be a U-turn or a turn somewhere that's going to take you to a better space, to something even better. And yeah. that's giving ourselves the opportunity to let creativity, to let perfect synchronicity, the universe in and work its magic. You, you're not by yourself. You can do it by yourself and spend your time on sweating bullets to get it done or invite the magic into your life and let it flow learn to let it flow let it go <laughs> <laughs> well and, and my husband somewhere. you know he's a yeah. truck driver so he has lots of time in the truck and delivering and he listens to a ton of podcasts and i you know i wrote this list i've been doing this at first he didn't know what to think about it and then he came home the other day he listens to your podcast by the way i should add oh that. boy <laughs> what he, he has loves to say. you no he's oh, like emma is okay. amazing he really loves your show so um you know shameless self-promotion for emma show if you're listening to this episode you should listen to all the episodes but... you know what last week uh, last week somebody i have over 700 plus episodes somebody in one day in one area because i look at i like to look once a while at the, um, the stats downloaded 301 episodes i'm like holy crap i don't know how long yeah. it took them to do it it's because uh, it's good. That's why. I have no idea. It's amazing. I'm still amazed by that. I have no idea. I'm not a kid. So go ahead. Never mind. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, so he was listening to a podcast and he said, do you know people who invent 
amazing things, one of the qualities they share is they're willing to stop a task the minute it stops working for them. Like they have no problem switching from one project to a totally different project because they were inspired. The, the process of creating is not linear to them. And he's like, you know, I'm just telling you this. And I, <laughs> I can tell him <laughs> because I used to be the kind of person that's like, I started this book, I'm going to finish it, even though mm-hmm. it's horrible. And I've mm-hmm. definitely seen 30 mistakes and the plot is totally unbelievable. And I'm not that way anymore, but I'm sure I could give myself permission to be even more willing to drop things when they stop serving me. I totally agree with that because when you do this, you're inviting new things in your life. And I've learned this year, you know, it's interesting you say that actually, nice message from the universe through you on this one, is that I have done projects at the beginning of the year that actually was a fluff of whatever it was, but I realized couple months down the road okay where am I with this is it moving is it not moving and talking around and realizing that even the dearest things for me and I will still say it without crying actually because I'm not gonna cry about it is I had a big one that was close to my heart because that was something I wanted to do since a child Mm. and I just let it go because it was going nowhere yeah and I let go a bunch of them because it's like okay it was interesting because I learned a bunch of stuff but it right. wasn't meant to go through fruition because it was going nowhere. You could take the road and waste your time, or you can regroup, refocus, go back to basics and said, okay, this is not working. What else do I got right here in front of me? And move forward. And I think that naturally makes you more successful to be willing to do that. Yeah. But it feels so scary if you're not used to it. And I think that's one of the reasons why people are hesitant to make that change well it depends okay because there is two sides to it one you can be challenged to can you and especially in life lessons are you capable to go through your life lessons or are you going to step back but the problem is when you learn your life lessons if you have not learned it it's coming back in a different form different people different situations same story so do you get this one right there and you got the one where you have to make the decision that is not worth it. So yes. there is two avenues. And that's why I think people are afraid. For me, I look at life lessons. What did I learn from here? Is it serving my purpose or is there is something I need to learn? And on those projects, and I stopped actually, I, even the last one, if you want to watch them, actually, I was like, oh, sure, I will do it. I'm like, I don't think so, because that's not going to go there, there. And everything failed. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not interested. But it's looking at it and said, when I was younger, you know, you should continue, like you said about the book. I read a book and it was a horrible, the most boring book ever. And even turn it into a movie, which is like, I will not watch the movie. But I forced <laughs> myself to read the book. Uh, it was the shipping, whatever it was. It was on the East Coast. Uh, nothing happened, actually. It was boring, totally boring from beginning to end. Yeah. But I forced myself to read the entire thing. I'm not going to give up on this one. Like, I have to read it. I don't know why, but I'm going to force myself to read it <laughs> because I don't want to become, like you said, the people, see, you get different kind of people, the people who see the first challenge or the first things happening and they're going to give up. And you right. get the people who go through. So this is why, like, it's a very 
fine line to recognize is it a challenge for me to overcome or is it something like i said earlier is it something that's going to waste your time but you have to learn the distinction but yeah i love that i love that from your her husband maybe we should have a meeting with him and see what else is listening that we can learn because that is good. i know he loves yeah he's a serial learner too so we have a lot of fun every night you know before we go to bed it's just like a download from each other and an upload nice it's really fun and you know it's like um malcolm gladwell talks about how you store information in another person yes we learn twice as much because we each only have so many hours and we digest all the information and then we tell each other the most important parts exactly like you needed to hear that you got the message from him uh, through him to what you needed as information and give him exactly the same thing which is awesome that's exactly how it should work but i like the idea of learning to okay this is not working for me is it for my highest good what what is the purpose of it yes it may be a dear dream that for me that what i and i will always remember when it happened i was like this is a childhood dream i'm like dang i'm gonna have to yeah i have to let it go it's not going anywhere i just let it go but he was like oh really universe that is not pleasant seriously but it's like making that distinction Am I going anywhere with that? No. Running around a circle for nothing? No. It would nothing would have come out go out of it. So there were no point. But it was interesting to experiment. So for me, like you said, it's like there's a lot of things you learn to fail, quote unquote. But it's very interesting to say I walk I walk away from it. Not worth it. Walking away. Yeah, or just mm. it's on pause and and you don't have that feeling that I have to unpause it unless you get that sense that it's time to do it. it it's yeah. so counterintuitive to the way I work as a person mm-hmm. to oh, do I can those see that. things. <laughs> I can see that. You must be a very, you know, I wish to be in your head for a minute to see the battle between creativity and No, this is what we do here people. This is how we go. <laughs> we are not deviating from the plan. Here's the road map. Yeah. So that, that that's I I mean I have to let those two things battle out for my job. Honestly, like if I yeah. look at it, right? Because writing is all about frameworks, but mm-hmm. there are times when you have to break away from the framework to get the end result you want or just a too good of a story comes and you're like I'll just bust open this framework because the story is worth it but exactly. I actually had the most difficult conversation with my co-author I think two weeks ago because I realized that the book that we spent last December writing and having edited was not the book that we needed for our business and i we had poured so many hours into it like i can't even tell you how much time we put not just into the book but all the support pieces around it mm-hmm. the upsells after it the whole system right and as i'm getting ready to start running ads that's when the facebook ads exploded and they kicked off a bunch of ad mod- like ad managers and and it gave me a chance though to realize I don't want to work with people who think they can learn to write their own book because that's what our book teaches you to do. Mm-hmm. I want to work with people who realize they don't have the time to do it and they want to pay me to do it. 
<laughs> me, because even if even if I read your book, I will not write a book. I will read your book about how to write a book. Yeah, yeah. And it's just. It's too it. different. Like yes, this thing over much. here is too different mm -hmm. from what I want. Yeah. And so I was like, the, it's not the right book for us, yeah. for what yeah. we want. And she's like, mm -hmm. I felt it before you said anything. Yeah. And she Good. already knew. So mm -hmm. it was, we agreed we're moving forward. I'm writing a different book right now. Put it on the shelf. Your power. Maybe later on when you're about to retire, you can have this one out, but put it on a shelf and get the right one. Paul, what you want to do. I love it, but you maybe you're right ahead. I would not be surprised in 30, 40 years you pull it out and just said, okay, let's revise this one and send it out. Yeah. And I mean, it's still out there. And for people who are like, I don't want to pay you to write the book. I feel like I want to write it myself. I can just guide them to it. Right. It's mm -hmm. like a six, I think it's $7, $7 sale. And it's all, I built all these things around it. Like there's a class, there's worksheets, like I went nuts as I normally do. And, but, uh, but that like, I can help them. I can be of service to someone who wants to learn to do it, but that's not the person who I want to work with long-term because they yeah. just want too many changes. They'll strip out all the formatting every time. Mm -hmm. it's like in chapter one, chapter one is so vital and I have a proven method. And then I get it back from them, from these people who think that they want to write their own book. And it, the whole page is hot pink because the, here's a tip for you. If you're editing, don't use red because red signals to your brain that you've made a mistake and not mm -hmm. that you just need to make an adjustment. So I always use hot pink or green or blue, something, anything other than red. Yep. But I don't, if I'm working, right, I'm an expert at what I do. I'm not good at a lot of things. I know how to write chapter one. I can write chapter one in my sleep and I get it back and it's all hot pink. That's not fun for me. That feels awful. And they've wasted my time and their time. Mm -hmm. That's what I said. I'd rather you write it. <laughs> Let's make it easier. Well, talking to you. And then you're writing it. So you don't have to have that headache. You don't have the other person, you know, becoming an author is one thing, but I would rather, as I said to you, and I said it on several podcasts as well, I would rather I'm going to partner with you to do what I need to have it down than trying to do it myself. I don't have the time, but I don't even want to do it. This is not something I want to do. That, so that, that's why I need to write a book that would target you. If I'm going to use a book as a magnet lead mm -hmm. or lead magnet, someone told me I'm saying it wrong. I don't know. I feel like it's interchangeable, but I don't need to give you a book that teaches you how to write a book. That doesn't make any sense. Nope. And it would be interesting Kristen for me to read. Know that. It, will, it, it will interest me because I like to learn. So it will interest me at the level of learning how to, but would I put it in practice? No, because I'm not planning on doing it because I know who's going to do it. Who's <laughs> <laughs> telling anybody, but Kristen will. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm honest. I know where my limitations are. Plus, I will have somebody to correct all my typos and everything else that I do. So no, and and me flipping words from you know from European to English. So forget it. So that's another thing. But I'm not interested to do it. I rather tell the story and somebody else has put it on paper for me because they can interpret this even better than I do. So you know that would be me. But some people want to take the challenge and. Not everybody has that uh, gift to be able to do it or even follow the instruction. It's not even able to do it. It's 
Can you follow the instruction? Right. Or even if you can follow it, have you spent 10, 15, 20 years working on this so you sound like yourself? It's so interesting because I'll write for people and they're like, oh, this sounds like me, even more than my own stuff. And I'm like, because <laughs> I've been doing this so long, your yeah. superhero is this thing. It's not writing, yeah. right? And I know mm -hmm. we've talked about that before. Mm hmm no, no, I'm totally, I totally agree with you. This is why it's why I like our conversation. It's like, yes, understanding our limitation. And if you have somebody else who's capable to do that, what would you bother? Seriously. Right. Like I pay lots of people to do different things that I'm not good at. But also I feel like we have to be willing, right? Like to look at our offer, especially as a business. Mm -hmm. And to say this thing that I put so much time and money into is the wrong thing. And I'm going to let it go. Yeah. And that is the, the hardest spot to do. It's realizing that things come to an end. You got a beginning, you got a middle, and you have an end. And that end comes. So it leaves room to something even better, to the next level. And a lot of people are not understanding this. They think like, I take that metaphor of, I got a house, I brought a brand new one, so I'm gonna move my stuff. Do I take the garbage with me into my new house or not? Right. Question. <laughs> Most people will say no. Some people will say, yeah, sure, no problem. Just dump it on the front yard. But it's like, <laughs> some do, <laughs> okay? I believe, yeah, no, it's but, true. But, you know, at the end of the day, think about it. You're studying fresh, so you're only going to take what you need. The rest is going to stay and going to be dispersed wherever it's going to be dispersed. It's the same thing with what we're capable to do. And for me, learning to write a book, okay, that could be interesting. But am I going to really do it? No, I'm not. To be honest, I would be a hypocritical. <laughs> it would be hypocritical of me to say, oh, yeah, sure, I'm going to do it. No, I know my limitation. And I'm not interested. I wrote, my, I wrote my blogs. I do my podcasts. I'm good. I wrote maybe a chapter for a book. I did it a few times, collaborated on books. But am I going to read it for, for, for one? No, I'm not. I'm not interested to do that. Because I already have somebody I already picked. So why would I bother? <laughs> just saying just saying so but that's fantastic so what's happening with your uh, podcast who's coming next because i saw something this morning somebody else says you're going to be interviewing oh, i have two more people tomorrow so uh i'm oh like stacking it i am not taking your advice i'm sure i will take your advice because it's a lot to interview two i think i'm interviewing six people total this week that's a lot of interviews <laughs> I've done um, that and I scaled down because it's like you need your brain. At the end of the day, it's, you know that when you interview people, there is so much energy you put into it that is yes. draining you. So you need that energy. So right now, go for it, do it. But there's going to be a point of time it's going to say, yeah, you need to scale back. So I'd rather scale back for me. It's like, I'd rather do that and yeah, then over and over and over because otherwise I love to do it, but it takes a lot of energy to do it. It does. And it's time mm -hmm. setting up. So I'm learning. I'm making lots of mistakes and having a blast. Mm -hmm. And so tomorrow I'm interviewing Frank Ad Aging, Agent, Frank Agent. That's right. I, I have everyone fill out how to pronounce their name. So I get it just cool. right because you don't know. You can't just look at nope. it and be like, but he's a networking expert. He's coming on tomorrow and he is a delightful human. And he's also a fiction writer as a hobby. So it's going to be nice. 
oh, yeah. this is going to be a blast. So I'm going to be watching this one. Oh, I'm watching everything. So I'm stuck. <laughs> awesome. So who's the next person? Because you said you got two person. Oh, I also have someone. Uh, I can't. I don't. I don't remember how to pronounce her last name right now. I feel like I'm going to ruin it. First name. What's her first name? So Connie Inuke, and she trademarked the word grandmapreneur. <gasps> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I'm like, she I'm curious to amazing. know. amazing. I cannot wait. And she has a new <laughs> book coming out that we're going to talk about. And nice. my mom is like, I am going to listen to this because I, you know, I help people create offers. And my mom would be an amazing CRM consultant because that's what she did her whole career. And I was like, do you know how many people use CRMs right now? So she's going to tune in. I, I'm really excited about it because Connie is a pure delight. Nice. Oh, that's so exciting. So that's super duper. So, but listen to Kristen. Seriously, she, uh, her show is phenomenal. And uh, the other one too, when you're writing your book as well, because it's amazing to see the creative side of it. You know, you may need to be bold because a lot of people will never share what you're doing. You know, afraid somebody's going to steal it. Here's the deal. And I learned that way a long time ago. People that do this or master their craft, it seems very easy for everybody when you watch it. It's so easy. But then you try to step into their footsteps and say, holy crap, it is not as easy than it looks like. And for me, sharing uh, how you, your processes, what are your thoughts, it's amazing because it really show what it takes and inspired authors. They may be not going to be author, but at least learning how the process works, seeing it in action. So people have a more realistic view of what it takes to be a writer. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, and I love when people come on and ask me questions. It's been so much fun. I just was like, I'll just try this. It was one of those things. That I'm like, why not? Yeah. Yeah. And it's been so beneficial for me and I'm meeting all sorts of new people through it as well, which yeah. is fun. Yeah. No, it's rewarding. And as I said, I love that because it really showed the creativity and how you go about it. To me, it's amazing. It's, it's a great legacy and a great way to record it as well. Uh, and keep this in the archive then in 500 years from here if the earth is still booming and good they say oh let's go see what Christine Spencer did that day oh she did this oh okay this good information <laughs> I love the creative part of it I love the creativity and the sharing for me it's amazing so again for inspiring writers uh, who want to become writers then follow uh, Christine because she's on a lot on LinkedIn you cannot miss her if you do there is a problem with your people but she's <laughs> visible she's there she posts every day she's always doing something on LinkedIn but watch her um, her videos because they are so educational and it's a great insight in this world of magic which is writing ghost writing because to me it's I always been fascinated by writers so it's like yeah now I can stop one <laughs> <laughs> well thank you Emma for having me on I really uh, appreciate our conversations are always so refreshing to me I love it oh uh, we're never bored here with me and you know you always <laughs> say very interesting thing I said I wanted to know about failure I wanted to know about the top 10 and I think it's really going to change the perception because your mission as well is to change the perception of the word yeah. failure, which right. unfortunately has a very bad stigma and can really change somebody else as a kid, actually, view of their lives and change the course of their lives. Because when they hear the word failure, 
for them it will you know it's putting them down instead than inspiring them so for me i'm very happy we had that conversation and don't worry guys it's not the last time you're gonna hear christine because <laughs> she's coming back next month we're gonna do episode before way before thanksgiving and way before christmas because i want to know what is her christmas list too so we'll probably will be talking about it in december or earlier in december maybe in uh well next one it's november it's like holy moly two i know the year and oh unbelievable but i will ask you the christmas uh stuff next month i want to know okay. more and thanksgiving and christmas and for christmas then we'll be talking about new year's eve new year's and what you got in mind for that as well so that should be fun guys and please watch christine on linkedin i will put all of the her information as well you can connect with her as i said she's an amazing woman and she has a ton of books uh you can purchase as well she wrote over 30 plus books and works with different author as well as a ghostwriter so you will never know which one she wrote but <laughs> Just to let you know, she is an amazing person and I love her dearly. So my friend, I will harass you via LinkedIn and we'll see you next month. All right. Sounds good. And the love is mutual for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, good Lord. If people don't realize that, I don't know what else. (laughs) So all my love, my friend, I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.